Welcome to a special edition of Veterans Voice. I'm your host, Ted Robertson. Joining me today, a wonderful friend to Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center Chief Master Sergeant Al Maxwell, retired from the Air Force. She's now a Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center partner. We're going to talk about Al's background, particularly as uh, she faced challenges in transitioning from military to civilian life. And then we're going to talk about challenges that face today's military. And when we wrap things up, we'll talk about what the future holds. And that means talking about a new program we're launching called Link. It's a two-day transitional interview workshop. And what Al will share with us is her role bringing the Myers-Briggs test to that workshop and uh, how she's leveraged that tool. Al, welcome to Veterans Voice. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about your background in the military. You're a retired chief master sergeant. My background is in medical. I was in the medical career field throughout my entire uh, time in the Air Force. And the last few years, I want to say the last five, seven to five years, I started doing what's called um, the career field manager for my career field in the Air Force. Uh, first, I got involved with the existing career field manager to try and do things for the career field to make it a little bit better uh, as far as learning is concerned. And then from there, I progressed on to becoming the associate uh, career field manager. From there, I eventually um, got selected by the medical surgeon general to be the career field manager for the medical laboratory career field. And that was that was very rewarding for me because... At that time, we were looking at combining our apprenticeship training with the Army and Navy. And so fortunately, I had the opportunity to be a part of that, to lay some groundwork um, in getting that off and running. And then from there, I transitioned out uh, in 2015, and I transitioned here to Colorado Springs. Now, you're getting to Colorado Springs is kind of an interesting story in yeah. and of itself. But before we go there, tell me what led you into the service in the first place. How did you find oh. your way to the Air Force? <laughs> Interestingly, um, I had no intentions of joining the military. I had two friends from high school. They were twins, Kathy and James. And we were all friends in high school. And, you know, in senior year, everybody was saying, well, what they want to do, what, you know, all the things they wanted to do. And Kathy and James always talked about joining the Air Force, joining the Air Force. And Kathy and James left and went off to join the Air Force. And I still was going to school. Um, I was going to Florida State uh, in St. Pete in, in Florida. And Kathy and James came home one Christmas, like the first year, they came home one Christmas and they came in in their uniform. And I happened to meet up with them for lunch and they started talking about all of these wonderful things that they're doing. James, I think at the time was in Germany and Kathy was somewhere in Texas. And, you know, they were talking about all the opportunities that the Air Force had to offer them. And it sounded great. Um, I went to talk to a recruiter. Actually, when I went to the recruiting station, the first person I went to talk to was the Marines because I wanted to do things differently. I didn't want to do things like everybody else. <laughs> Story of my life, right? But I went in and I was talking to the, the gentleman from the Marine, didn't know the rank at the time, and I felt that he wasn't talking about me, you know, so that wasn't for me. So my next stop was the Air Force recruiter. 
And the Air Force recruiters just started, started talking about all these things. And what was interesting was it solidified for me the things that Kathy and James talked about, you know, about the quality of life and all of the different opportunities that were available for me at that time in the Air Force. And so I did. I signed up and I was gone in two weeks. <laughs> I went to basic training and the rest, they say, is 30 years history. So. That's yeah. pretty fast. And and how do you make your way up from just getting out of boot camp to become a chief master sergeant? That's a lot of hard work and a lot of support from a lot of people. Um, you don't you don't make it to the highest enlisted rank without the support of family, friends, and the people and the leadership around you. You know, it is a community. It is a collective. And we we do take care of each other. And I did not make that on my own. And I am very grateful for the people who you know, who were in my circle, outside of my circle, that helped me to obtain that rank. And along the way, you learned how important those relationships really yeah, are. Absolutely. Those relationships are huge because, um, you know, when I thought I was coming back to Colorado Springs not knowing anyone, some of those individuals that I was stationed with were here. And, and relationships are huge. You know, as a veteran, we travel all around and we meet lots of different people in a stint of four years at this place or four years or even two or one year at this at certain areas or certain places. And those relationships that we've built, they are long-lasting, long-time relationships. And, you know, right now to this day, I can get on my phone and dial a number, you know, speed dial, press one, and I can reach someone right away. So it, it never ends. And, you know, for me, I still try to give back. I have people that still I still mentor. They still, you know, contact me for coaching and mentoring, and I still do that. So I, I think I'll be forever connected. <laughs> oh, that no, that heart yes. and uh, that yeah. um, desire, that need of yours to yeah. be connected with other people yeah. really comes through. And it sounds to me like it's something that you teach as part yes. of when you're talking to somebody about transition. So back to your own transition. Yeah. You're in Ohio. Yes. <laughs> it's cold there. Brutally cold there you for me. You want to be someplace warm, so yes. you've got a list of I did. 10 places you want to go. I did. Where was Colorado Springs? Colorado Springs was either number eight or number nine. Colorado <laughs> was not on the radar at all because I was, like you said, I was in Ohio, and the winters, for me personally, the winters were a little bit brutal for me. I didn't remember it being like that here in Colorado Springs when I was stationed here or even like that when I was stationed in Germany. And I, I knew I, I, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> so I cried uncle, and I decided to, to move on to someplace else. But my number one place was Arizona. I was looking to move to a warmer climate, and I had never been to Arizona other than when my daughter was running track uh, in high school. She would have track meets in Arizona, and, you know, we would go and support her there. My, you know, my son and, and myself and their dad, we would go and support her in her track and field events and— I liked it. I liked what I saw. I liked especially the warm temperature, so it became my number one. But shortly um, during my time to transition, like the last year or so to transition from the military, my daughter started the, the work to get um, submitted applications to, to, to get into the Air Force Academy. And then she finally got accepted. I remember I got a phone call. So if you think about this, I'm in Ohio um, Las Vegas, I think, is like two hours behind, I think. I'm not sure. And I get, the, But I know the phone call came in like at 2 o'clock, and I freaked out because I'm like, 2 o'clock in the morning, a phone call from my daughter. What's wrong? 
But she called me to tell me that she got accepted. Uh, she got a letter and she got accepted after she was done going through all of the emotions. She, she called me and told me I got accepted to the Air Force Academy. And we had a very long conversation. In that conversation, she said, Mom, I'd like you to come. And I'm like, okay, when your children at that age say they want you to be around them, you should capitalize on that opportunity. So I told her yes. And fast and furiously, Air Force uh, Colorado Springs became my number one. Everything else just got shifted. Sweet. Actually, everything else fell off the radar <laughs> after that. So, And that uh, is how we got you here yes, in Colorado. absolutely. Was, was through Erin, your daughter. Yes. Here you are. Here you've stayed. We've talked a little bit about that transition story of yours. Let's tell the other half of the story how challenging that was yeah. for you. Yeah. So, you know, in moving here. So I was stationed here in 2004. I was here from 2004 to 2000, early through 2008. And so I was a little bit familiar with the area. Um, and in coming back, I knew there were going to be some hurdles. So in before I transitioned to Colorado Springs, I went through the TAP course. I did all of that information. But to me, as I was doing that, you know, the thought in my mind was, I'm not staying in Ohio, right? I'm moving. And then now I have to figure out how I'm going to navigate when I get to where I'm moving to. So I, I come to Colorado Springs not knowing. So I thought, and this goes back to what I talked about earlier about the connections, keeping those connections. I thought that I really did not know anyone here. So I came to Colorado Springs um, I met a young lady, um, Christina is her name. I met her at an event, and she started talking about Mon Carmel and all the things that Mon Carmel did and so forth and so on. And then there was a networking event, and I went to that networking event that Mon Carmel had put on. And I met, at that time, the, um, Paul's equivalent, which was Daniel. And Daniel started talking about what Mon Carmel was doing for the veterans and and it was a no-brainer for me, you know. I, I, you know, in listening to what he said they were doing for veterans and for the community, I know that was something that I needed to be a part of. And it, like I said, no-brainer. So two days later, because the network event was on Thursday, I wanted to get myself prepared with, you know, my knowledge of what a resume looked like and those kinds of things. And so the following Monday, I, I came over to Mount Carmel and I met with Daniel. We sat down and we talked for for quite a long time. And then took some of those tools that I got from that interview with him and put some of those things into practice. And then I learned about a workshop, a five-day workshop that was sponsored by Mount Carmel. And I also went to that one, which was a huge eye-opener to me because a lot of the things that I learned in TAP was like hyped up. <laughs> you know, it was like on steroids in this, you know, this five-day workshop. You learn real-time, lifetime interview skills. You got to meet employers. You got an opportunity to prepare your elevator pitch. You had an opportunity to write your resume and have people listen and read your resume and give you feedback about your resume. It, it was, I, I couldn't ask for for anything more, you know, and it was all thanks to the guys at Mont Carmel for actually sponsoring and putting this on. And so there was an opportunity for me to give back. So I always want to give back as a veteran because of all of the things that were given to me while I was in the military. So I decided that I would go and become certified in the Myers-Briggs. Um, at the time, the young lady that was doing the Myers-Briggs um, 
assessment for the the transitioning military veterans and their and their spouses. Um, she was moving to another state, and so I decided that this was my way to give back to Mount Carmel and to the community. So I went and I got certified, and again, the rest they say is history. I've been helping out with the transitioning veterans and helping with interviews and doing those things as much as I possibly can. You said that when you arrived in Colorado, or when anybody arrives yeah. in a strange place, you have got to plug in. Yes, you and do. And in our case, here was Mount Carmel, and here was Al, yeah. and we're still together. Yes. And you're still going to be contributing on the Myers-Briggs side, which we're really excited about. Yes, I'm excited too. I'm 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 very happy that there this program is is you know coming into being, and we're you know Mount Carmel is still doing what, for me, that, you know, one of the things that they're known for is helping the transitioning veterans and helping the veterans in their community, in, in our community. So I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of that. You have recognized, and this is one of the things that motivates you, you've recognized yeah. that there are some very significant challenges facing today's military. Yeah. And it um, has a lot to do with development and how important development programs are in terms of bringing up the younger generation and helping them understand uh, that uh, leadership and character development is yeah. really at the top of the list. Those are the things that get you very far in your military career, but even more importantly, in your life. Yes, absolutely. You know, someone once told me, and I, I, I think it was one of my mentors that told me that you have habits, and good or bad, they are part of who your character is, right? And so I think that in looking outside looking in and even having conversations with my daughter you know she will call and she'll say mom this happened today you know and when she tells me that this happened today and i'm listening to what happened today i, I scratch my head as, as i'm doing it right now <laughs> i scratch my head or i rub my eyebrows and i go what are you serious that's being allowed to happen you know those kinds of things but you know one of the things that i have come to understand is that we have to evolve and not only do we have to evolve as human beings, we do also have to evolve as a, an Air Force, a Space Force, an Army, or a Navy, which, whichever service it may be. And we do have to, to evolve. We do recruit from society. And so we also have to be very cognizant of what we recruit from society. Our job, our responsibility, and even I think my job, uh, even as a retiree, when I interact with members in the military for various things that I do, outreach or, you know, connectivity with um, networking, uh, I think it's ex extremely important that we have the discussion about what it means to be a leader and not only what it means to be a leader in the military, but what it means to be a leader in every life, everyday life, in your community, in your home, and how that transcends more than just being a rank in the military. You know, and what example you are setting for someone coming behind you, someone next to you, and also someone ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So Leadership 360, you know, John C. Maxwell said it best, Leadership 360, you, you've got to think uh, 360. But, you know, you, you also have to, like I said, you have to grow and you have to understand where our new generation is coming from. But you also have to make sure that you have them not lose sight of all of the history that came before them, you know, and it's important that they know that, that yes, in their in current world, in their world, things are a little bit different, but don't forget the leadership lessons that were learned in the past and, and move that forward. 
Now yeah. you're taking that uh, as you have uh, many lessons yeah. into the future. Yeah. Talk about how Myers-Briggs factors into uncovering things about yourself and for others about yeah. you. For me personally, I think the Myers-Briggs is it's, it's a great assessment tool um, not only for you as a person to know and learn a little bit more about yourself and how you communicate and how you interact with others, but I think it's a very valuable tool for our transitioning veterans because we talk about things like, you know, getting there. What do you do when you want to get to a place? How do you know how to start your job search? And Myers-Briggs can actually tell you all of those things because it lets you have the opportunity to explore who you are, and then it gives you some skills that will help you as you navigate, you know, the transitioning veterans navigate the waters to to getting where they need to be. You know, when when you can talk about, hey, you know what, um, you, you know, in a, in a conversation where you can say, are you a master procrastinator? And you may think that that's a great thing. Yeah, to you it may be a great thing, but to others it may not be. You know, when you get into the workforce, you know, your leadership or your managers – they don't want you to procrastinate. They want you to want you to make sure that you're on time with your task and so forth and so on. And even tying that back to when you're doing your job search, you know, one of the things that I always tell the participants when I'm doing the Myers-Briggs assessment review with them is that, hey, guess what? That may be okay for you to, at the ninth hour, get your resume in, you know, if you're applying to USA Jobs and you get it in at 11.58 and you're like applauding yourself, yay, I got it in, and the posting time is 11.59, but what you missed is the email that came back that said, oh, you forgot to upload your resume, and now guess what? You're behind. So Myers-Briggs kind of tells you, you know, a little bit about your personality and the things you do to get where you need to be and gives you tips to, to help you do you know, a better job search and help you figure out really what you want to do. You know, do you want to do the things that you were doing in the military or do you want to shift, you know, make a shift and do something completely different? And Myers-Briggs can assess, and can help you with that. You should yeah. practice a lot of introspect. Yes. Shouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You do. You know, you have to take that pause because, you know, a lot of, and, and including me, you know, when I was transitioning out, one of the things that I know that I wanted to do differently, and that was I wanted to train. I wanted to do anything that involved training people to, you know, understand their strengths and how they can leverage their strengths to make them better on the job, do better on the job. So I knew that I did not want to go back into the medical field, even though I could have done training in the medical field. I wanted to just shift directions and try and do something totally different. And so in your transition, and in my transition, I had to really sit down and think about what I wanted to do. And so you do have to do a lot of introspection. You have to take into consideration, you know, your family, you know, if you know, what you're, what you're, you know, how much time you want to be away from your family. Cause you know, in the military where most of, some of us are gone a lot and do you want to continue to be gone a lot? Or do you want to, to have something stable where you're, you know, you're still in town or with your family every day, but it, it does take a lot of introspection. All that to say that, yes, you, it's some soul searching, some self introspection. And I think the Myers-Briggs is one of those things that can help you with that. 
Yes. Al, it's, it's really been wonderful getting to know you and, and seeing how you approach and engage. Uh, I oh, just see you know, a lot of heart that you have for service yeah. and giving back and helping make a good, strong, after-your-military-life community yes. is uh, just wonderful stuff. Thank you. Thank That's you. the I'm stuff humbled. that makes things go. <laughs> Thank you. We had a wonderful chance to get to know you, to talk about your past, to talk about your daughter's success and her career in the Air Force. We learned about what brought you to us here in Colorado. We could not be more pleased. You shared with us a little bit about what motivates you, and that's sort of addressing the challenges in the grand scheme of military life and what military is like today. You talked about how different an experience is now versus when you were that young person. Yeah. Anything you want to add about what your future holds before we close it out today? Um, for me, I my future, you know, until I can't do it anymore, my, my future will, will have Mon Carmel as a part of my future. Anything that I can do to contribute to what Mon Carmel is doing for the community, um, all they have to do is pick up the phone. I'm a phone call away. Uh, my future is still building relationships you know, the networking relationships in our community that helps each other and that helps our transitioning veteran um, understand and, you know, make their their road, take all of as much as possible, take all of the roadblocks out of their way in their transition. It doesn't matter if they're staying here in Colorado Springs or not, even, even if they're going outside of Colorado Springs, just to provide them some tools that will help, you know, help them with their transition and just to help military veterans in general. That's what I hope my future will continue to be. As do we. Al, thank you for being here. Al Maxwell, Chief Master Sergeant Al Maxwell, retired United States Air Force, now uh, partnering again with uh, Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center as part of the learning, interviewing, networking, networking. and knowledge class, or LINK, the two-day transitional and interview workshop Stand by. Veterans Voice will have tons of information about that and details. In the meantime, if you do have questions and you want to request Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center services, if you're in transition or looking for employment, call 719-772-7000. Again, to request our services, 719-772-7000. This has been a special edition of Veterans Voice presented by USAA and coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio here in Colorado Springs, Colorado on the campus of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. I'm Ted Robertson, and as always, more to come because we've had lots of great conversations with lots of great people.